Good morning, God morning, great morning, this is Reverend E.K. Dawson, uh, and happy Friday. Welcome to Declaring Victory. I'm wondering, is anyone on the line? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Eva. Yes. Hallelujah. Good morning, Vaughn. Yes, God is good all the time. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Yes. Yeah. Happy favorite Friday. Blessed Friday. Yes. Anybody else? Good morning. God morning. Great morning. This is the Rev. E.K. Dawson. Top of the morning, Reverend K. Dawson. Um, it's Sister Sabrina. Good morning. Declare victory. Happy Friday. Can you please pray for healing over my body? And I would like to lift up my brother-in-law, Eric Wright. He's in the hospital. And you said Eric Wright? Yes. Where is he in the hospital at? Um, I think he's at Alta Bates, Alta Bates Summit House. I, I think Alta Bates in Berkeley. Oh, in Berkeley, got it. All right. Uh, Very good. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Happy Blessed Friday to you. Yes. Good morning, it's Susie. Susie, you whispering. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just having some very hard times now. Keep me in your Amen. prayers, please. Absolutely, and we're going to ask God to refresh you uh, and see you see you through this hard time. Amen. Thank you, thank you. Amen. Be amen. Amen. More than able, more than able, more than able. Yes. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Yes, and uh, the song just ran through my head standing on the promises so pray the promises of god amen even though you're going through a rough time uh, you continue to pray and stand on god's promises yeah. amen 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 yes good morning god morning great morning anybody else join the line this is reverend ek dawson and welcome to declaring victory good morning it's brother michael Happy Friday, Brother E.K. Happy Friday, my brother. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad to hear your voice. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Brother E.K. It's Moxie. Hello, Declare Victory. Happy Friday, everybody. Come on through, Moxie. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You know I was coming. Come on. You know I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. All right. Good morning. Anybody else on the line? Welcome to Declaring Victory. Amen. Amen. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises will 
continually be in my mind. My soul shall make her boast unto the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Amen. That's my scripture shout for the morning. Hallelujah. Anybody else join our line this morning? Good morning, God morning, great morning. It's uh, another favorite Friday. We're blessed, and we don't deserve it, but yet we're blessed. Hallelujah. Anybody else this morning want to say good morning? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, we're quiet this morning. Uh, this is Reverend E.K., and I'm glad to be in the service one more time. Amen. Good morning, E.K. This is Charlene, the minister. I am glad to see 60 years today. Hallelujah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yes. Hold on. That's my cowbell that I take to the football game. Happy birthday. <laughs> ah, we celebrate you and we thank God for 60 years. Yes, Lord. Good morning. Yeah. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you as well. Glad to have you. Good to hear your voice. And welcome to Declare Thank Victory. Amen. Amen. Anybody else join our numbers this morning? Good morning, Reverend, brother, man of God. Hey, E.K. Yes. God is good. He's a friend. He never leaves you, never forsake you. He covers us and keeps us. He never leaves us. He is faithful and just. I love the Lord. How about you? Have a blessed right. Friday, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. And there we have it right there. <laughs> yes. What a friend we have in Jesus. Hmm. Sounds like a hymn to me. <laughs> All our sins increase to bear. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, God. Morning, great morning. We're almost at our time to get started. Anybody else on the line like to say good morning to the family? Amen. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, and uh, I'm excited about today, as always. I'm always excited about these Fridays uh, with it being Men's Day and then it being the end of the week and uh, just something about prayer on Fridays and the declaration. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, before we move forward, we will ask you to mute your line uh, so that we can proceed. Again, my name is Reverend E.K. Dawson, and I am your host. Amen. And I thank you for joining us for the Declaring Victory. Uh, we are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And what do we do? We edify, we empower, we encourage, and we equip you in your walk with Christ. And make sure that you continue calling during the month of September 
where our monthly theme is entitled Evangelism and Discipleship. Our theme, again, is Evangelism and Discipleship. And each declare will focus on the care required in loving God as you sit under uh, his teaching along with those who proclaim God's word and announce the Savior's coming. And to make sure that you invite a friend so that they can be blessed. Uh, Dion, uh, in her declaration, uh, I believe on Wednesday, was challenging us uh, about with 52 Sundays and 52, but we have prayer uh, quite a few days, and we want to encourage you to invite some friends to get built up and help them along their, their journey uh, and by way of evangelism. Come on and invite somebody to join us with declaring victory in the morning and in the evening. Uh, there is one announcement today. There is no Friday Night Live. So there is no Friday Night Live tonight. So please uh, lift up sisters on Friday Night Live, Dee Dee, Bubbly, and Diane. There is no Friday Night Live tonight. Yeah, prayer requests that are submitted. Uh, and then we also had um, uh, a prayer that we're praying for healing in the body. And uh, also um, Brother Eric Wright, that is at, I believe, Summit Hospital, um, in Berkeley, but we, but if not Berkeley, uh, pray for Brother Eric uh, that is in Summit Hospital. Amen. And the order of our call, uh, I'm sorry, Alta Bay Summit, um, and uh, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Jonathan, our own Brother Jonathan, uh, prayer and corporate praise brought by Jonathan, and the declaration will be brought by Pastor Danny Jefferson. Amen. Pastor Danny Jefferson. And uh, then we will go right into closing comments and host by the uh, declarer, right? We will go into comments, right, uh, by the declarer. And our scripture for today is First Peter 3 and 15. But in your hearts, reverse, revere, I'm sorry, in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord and always prepare to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for hope and that you have, and do, but do this with gentleness and respect. May the Lord add a blessing to the reader and hearing of his holy word. At this time, we're going to ask you to, to please put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. And now I pass the call to uh, our very own uh, Brother Jonathan at this time. And receive ye him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we say thank you. We give you glory. Father, we honor you today. You are our God. You are our king. You are our ruler. You are every need meter. God, you are our way maker. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory, God. We thank you because you are mighty. We thank you because you're alpha. You're omega. You're the author and the architect of our faith. God, we say thank you. We honor you this morning. Father, we look to you today as our strength. We look to you today as our keeper. We look to you, God, because you are the the great I am. You are the writer, God. You are the producer. And God, in this, you allow us to walk it out. God, in this, you've allowed our faith to be made in you. God, you've allowed our faith to fail not. We thank you now. Hallelujah. God, I give you glory. God, I give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hiya. God, it will shine the earth. 
Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you because you've been a keeper. Thank you, God, because you're a mind regulator. Thank you. Thank you because you're a mind regulator. God, thank you. 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 Let it be known that you are there, God. And then they see. God touch in the middle of circumstances, in the middle of situations. That which comes to buffer us, touch now in the middle of it. God, you pray that our faith stands strong. So, God, we encourage the heart of the discouraged now. Lift the bow down here. Father, strengthen on every side. Prove yourself even the more. God, let their hand be in your hand. Let their feet be in your hand. God, let their mind be in your mind. Let their mind be in your hand. God, synchronize their lips with your thoughts. Now, in the name of Jesus, speak a word in the ear, God. In the name of Jesus, stir up on the inside the sound of deliverance and breakthrough. Stir up on the inside the sound of your power. Stir up on the inside the strength of their faith. Stir up on the inside. Hey, God, we declare your glory, God. We declare your victory. We declare your power. We declare your authority now. Father, we are so high. We call Brother Eric's name now. Ah, we call his name now. We speak that the angels will walk where he is now. Yes, Lord. Show your hand mightily in this situation, God. Father, we ask, is there anything too hard for you? But God, we know with you all things are possible through our faith. So God, do yourself there. Father, do yourself there. Lift your head now. Strengthen, oh God, Pratamba Kuraman, see Dilemani, Shalaman Sokoranama, Soma, touch from the crown of his head to the soles of his head, Bamati Katabo, from the soles of his feet, God, surround him with the sound of your prayers, surround him with the sound of your worship, surround him with the sound of your faith, surround him, surround him, oh God, with the place of life, cause him to hear you even now, in the name of Jesus, Father, touch all of those that are connected to the victory, even now, in the name of Jesus, lift every head, strengthen on every side, Father, we thank you that fire rests on the inside. Father, that your fire stirs even now, that in the month of evangelism, oh God, that you will cause revival to come forth even now in the name of Jesus. Father, stir like never before in the name of Jesus. I thank you that this month, God, that shackles, higher, 
Shandelable. Yes, Lord, will be broken. We declare shackles broken now, shackles destroyed. We come against every covenant now in the name of Jesus that is not built in heaven. God, but it has been signed by hell. We declare and decree now that this thing be made void and no, even now, Father, we just your strength over the Airway, we cancel every assignment. We cancel every assignment now. Yes, Lord, we cancel every assignment of the enemy. We cancel every secret affair, even now in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare, let there be light even now in the name of Jesus. We speak to the we speak to the dark places, every place that the enemy may hide his hand, every place that the enemy may hide. I declare now that your power, your fire, your light go there. We speak your light now. Close every door illegal. Bring down every barrier illegal now in the name of Jesus and God. Bring us into the place of the fortified place. Strengthen us even now. Touch those in the mind that are in need. God, I pray for the mind place. I pray for the mind space. God, that you would hover in that place. I pray that every fragment pieces of their mind come back together. I declare wholeness over the airways even now in the name of Jesus. I shut down every place the enemy has set up. We break every legal binding attachment now. We sever its tie and connection in the name of Jesus and God. In this day, we declare victory. But God, in this day, we see the victory. God, we walk in the victory. God, I thank you that as we begin to take our phones off of you and lend you our sound, God, that our sound will be the sound of victory. God, that as we begin to declare hallelujah, that we will understand that you are our God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we give your name the glory. So we take our phones off of you and we begin to shout to you today. And frustration, <laughs> 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 
Thank you, Lord God, for the day that is being Lord God, that has never been released. Keep our minds stayed on you. Lord God, thank you for the young of salvation, Lord God. That we may receive you, your, your word today. God, we thank you for good seed. God, that will take great root, that will produce much good fruit. And God, we thank you that you are touching the mind, the word, the works and the word of the word bearer. God, prove to him even today that you are God in his personal. God, I thank you for fortifying him, for letting him know that you are God, for showing him, God, that you are the most powerful. And God, I give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you. And we turn it over to the word bearer. God bless you this morning. God bless you. Declared victory. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, I want to thank uh, Brother Johnson for such a powerful and anointed prayer on this wonderful Friday morning. I also honor all of you that are listening. I honor. Uh, I, I'm gonna call her Pastor Dion Jackson, uh, the leader here at uh, Declare Victory for uh, continuing to uh, minister to so many thousands of people weekly, daily, uh, consistently, and staying on the wall. And so we honor her on today, and to all of you today, uh, also my colleague uh, Reverend. Um, uh, because I'm on here, it just slipped my mind. My my dear brother that opened us up from friendship. So anyway, God bless you today. Uh, it, I'm Pastor Danny Jefferson. It is indeed a pleasure to bring the uh, make the declaration this morning and to uh, share a word from heaven on today. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for all those that are listening. We thank you for it. Give us ears to hear and hearts to receive. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Uh, this morning, as I uh, rose to meditate on the Word of God, and even this week in dealing with evangelism and discipleship, which is such a critical area for all of us uh, as believers, uh, I was thinking, in fact, God is calling uh God is calling believers to transform our cities. He is about tr city transformation. And as we see crime sweep our communities, homelessness in epidemic proportions, helplessness, and despair, it is our call. In fact, it is a call to the body of Christ that all of us, that we may increase our focus and our resolve and it must also increase in evangelizing and making disciples as never before. As the body of Christ, we are one church in many locations. Uh, no one church, no one local assembly can take the city. We often see themes and 
this kind of thing from a local church, which is good, but it, it requires all of us as a, a body to be able to really make serious impact in our city. God never designed it uh, to be just one local assembly, but it needs every believer. Every believer has to roll in and 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 has a role in winning our city uh, for Christ. It's not a pastor's ministry. It is not a pulpit ministry. It is a believer's ministry. And as believers, regardless to whether we are pulpit ministers or marketplace ministers or where we are in terms of ministry, all of us have a role in this great commission that Jesus has commissioned us to do. As believers, um, we have a ministry, whether uh, we have a license, some people have an issue about that, whether you have a license or not, you are commissioned by <laughs> by Jesus Christ himself, the great head of the church. Every believer has been commissioned by the head uh, to do what? To go into all the world and preach the gospel. Uh, I'm sure this scripture has been repeated each time uh, a declarer has declared because it bears witness because it comes from the head of the church, which is Matthew 28 and 19, which says, go therefore, do what? Go therefore and make disciples. This is the amplified version. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance, and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. Now let's look at our text today, our text is coming from Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, this actually is in fact a seminar that Jesus gives about evangelism and discipleship. Luke chapter 10, uh, we're going to look at verse 1, but before we read this, I am a context person. I believe in understanding the text by understanding the context. In fact, when I read scripture, I don't just read the verse, but I read the chapter and often uh, the preceding chapters in order to get a good understanding of the verse and the chapter that I am studying. So uh, in light of that, chapter 9 of Luke gives us an interesting portrayal. Uh, chapter 9 of Luke was very interesting. In fact, chapter 9 has 63 verses in it. And that means that there's a whole lot that went through uh, that went before chapter 10. In chapter 9, the disciples were uncaring. Um, the disciples, they wanted to send the multitudes away while Jesus was healing many sick people. Uh, in chapter 9, the father brought the son to uh, the disciples, who uh, his son who was possessed with a demon, and they could not cast it out. Chapter 9, uh, Jesus got very angry and upset with the disciples because he was mad because they were not able to cast the demon out of the man, out of the little boy. Uh, in fact, Jesus was so mad that he taught them because of their unbelief. 
that they were unable to cast out the devil. He even spoke something to them that he didn't uh, normally speak to the disciples, but he called them a perverse generation. He called them perverse or perverted, in essence, that they were twisted. They were out of line. And so uh, you'll find that all in chapter 9. In chapter 9, Jesus fed the 5,000. But when you examine the, the dialogue between Jesus and the disciples, they were like, we don't have anywhere to get this food. We don't know what to do. They, they, were, they were very kind of perturbed with people. And you'll find that in chapter 9 that the, the disciples were very ineffective in their ministry. So with that said, leading from chapter 9 with all of this attitudinal problems that the disciples had, because I suggest to you today that if we're going to win the world, if we're going to evangelize, we got to have a, and adjust our thinking. We have to adjust our mind. We have to love sinners. How many church people really just love sinners? We've been taught so often, in particularly many of our uh, Christian circles, to uh, to separate ourselves, come out from among them, and be separate, says the Lord. <laughs> and yet he tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And so we have some contradictory in messages in some of our houses of worship. But I want to share with you today that Jesus is always about saving sinners. That's the whole reason why he came. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And so they frankly did not like sinners. That's what they did. And, they, and you'll read, if you take the time and read chapter nine, they were very miserable in, in their ministry style. And so uh, they were proud. They were haughty. They saw themselves as better than sinners, as we see that today. And uh, it translated in their ineffectiveness in ministry. And remember, they were selfish. They were self-centered. They had no patience they, and cared nothing about people in need. So now with that said, let's look at chapter 10 and see how Jesus discipled them. If you read chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, verse 1 says, after these things, after what things? All the things I just described to you. The Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two by two before the face into, into every city and place whether he himself would come. And so now Jesus said, okay, these 12 disciples, they, they're, they're, they're failing ministry, so miserably rather. I'm appointing 70 others. That's what the scripture says. It says, I'm getting other 70 also and send them also. So along with the disciples, he also appointed 70 others. And the Bible says, the text says, that he sent them to every city. He did what? He didn't send them to different neighborhoods, but, but we know neighborhoods consist of cities. But he sent them to cities. Jesus, God, loves your city. He is about city transformation. And so he sent them to every city and he sent them what? Two by two. And the scripture goes on to say in verse number two, therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest 
that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Thank God it's not ours. It doesn't belong to us, but it's his harvest. Uh, Go your ways, verse 3 says. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Verse 4 says, carry neither purse nor scrip nor shoes and salute no man by the way. And into whatsoever house you enter, first, listen here, verse 5, listen to verse 5, and into whatsoever house you enter, now these are the instructions of Jesus, first say, peace be to this house. Verse 6 says, and if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it it shall turn to you again. And verse 7 says, and in the same house remain eating and drinking such things as they give, for the labor is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. Verse uh, number 8 says, and into whatsoever city you enter, do what? And they receive you, eat and eat such things as they set before you. Verse 9 says, and heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, the kingdom of God is come come nigh unto you. Verse 10 says, but into whatsoever city you, you enter, and they receive you not, go your way out of into the streets, and, and the same, and say, verse 11 says, even the very dust of your city, which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you, notwithstanding. Be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Now, I just read to you uh, verses 1 through 11. Jesus here in our text today takes this 70 plus the 12 and teaches them now what to do. Because uh, verse 9, their attitudes were all out of whack. Their attitudes did not care about people. Their attitudes uh, uh, were were not what they should be, and therefore their ministries were failing miserably. And so verse 10, Jesus takes a new group. And he takes the time, instead of teaching the multitude, now he's pouring into what? Disciples. He's pouring into the 12 and the 72 that is following him, and he's deploying them into cities. All right. So one of the things that he does is when he sends them, we see in verse 5, he gives them what to do. When you go into that city, what? And into verse 5 says, and into whatsoever house you enter, first say, peace be unto you, or peace be to this house. What Jesus did He did something that we need to learn as disciples of Christ if we're going to truly evangelize people. And and it's a a method that works every time. It's a method that works almost every time. And what was that method? The first thing that Jesus says when you go to someone's house, speak a blessing over the house. Don't go in there preaching. 
Don't come in there. Come out of here. Yeah, you, you know, don't go in there. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, working on them and changing them. You ought to stop. You all, you old low down things. Blah, blah, blah. He didn't say go in there. He said the first thing you do with people is you bless them. He says when you go into that house, what? Bless that house. Blessings open the door for unbiased fellowship. You will find that the most hardest sinner, the most most resistant person in the world, witches and warlocks, whomever they are, when you start blessing people, they will take notice and it opens the door for ministry. So Jesus says, first of all, when you open it or you enter into a house, don't go in there telling them what's wrong. Go in there blessing them. So the first thing, uh, uh, point number one, is speak peace to them. Speak peace over this house. Speak blessings over this house. What was the next thing that Jesus says? You'll find that in verse number seven. He says, not only uh, speak blessings, and then he told them, well, he says in verse six, he says, and if the son of peace uh, be there, your peace shall rest. In essence, everybody ain't going to receive your peace. But if the people, you, you go to the house, you bless them, and they receive it, then the blessings remain on that house. And that's another thing that we have to understand as believers. We carry a blessing. Oh, so often we always are seeking a blessing. Lord, bless me. Uh, Pastor, bless me. Pray for that the Lord will bless me. We, we carry a blessing. Why do we carry a blessing? We carry a blessing because we carry the blesser. We carry the one that brings the blessings. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So therefore, we should not have this gimme mentality. We need to realize that we are dispensers of blessings. You ought to understand you are dispenser of blessings on your neighborhood. Your neighborhood is blessed because you live in that neighborhood. Your, 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 your job is blessed because you work in that area. You work on that job. Your, your, wherever you go, you are a dispenser of blessings. And so Jesus says, you go in there, you bless that house. Because now we're going house to house now. You bless that house. If they accept that, then the blessings of God remain on them. Verse number seven gives us the next instructions that Jesus gave. Verse number seven says, and if in the same house remain eating and drinking such things as they give for the labor is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. What, Jesus? I got, I ain't got time. You know, you know how it is with JWs. Listen, they come to one room, they come to one house, and they run to the next one. You know, but uh, well, I won't get into that. But the bottom line is, when you are ministering to people, whether you're in a house setting or wherever you are, the the Bible says Jesus says to do what? Have fellowship with them. That's what this really is saying. Because why? Fellowship establishes a level of trust, and that's. When I, you know, I used to be a salesperson. I was in sales and marketing for Kaiser Permanente for 16 years. We learned some of the greatest sales uh, tactics or, or uh, sales uh, um, abilities or sales. Uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? Than 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 everybody. And so we we were empowered uh, every year with new sales. 
skills, basically, in order to sell people. And one of the things that we learn in selling is you don't walk in closing the deal. You don't walk in saying, you ready to sign up? You ready to sign up for Kaiser? You ready to buy this car? You ready to? No, you don't. You have to fellowship with people. You have to build a rapport with them. And so often, uh, we as believers in some of our circles have been told to go in and wreck with a, like a wrecking bomb uh, and, 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 and start meddling and condemning folks. And that's not the approach that Jesus gave. He said, when you go there, fellowship with them. Speak of blessings, number one. Number two, what? Fellowship with them. Sit down with the sinners. Sit down with the uh, with the person who, and when I say sinners, because that's what we're talking about. We're about evangelizing, evangelizing sinners. Uh, sit down with people. Uh, if they drinking, don't be so upset and uptight. Listen, sit down and talk with them. Listen, while you drinking, you whatever you drinking, listen, or doing whatever you're doing, you understand what I'm saying. Uh, uh, don't be intimidated. God ain't intimidated by any of those things. Listen, sit down and talk with them. Uh, express uh, interest in what they're interested in and express interest in them. And so he says, when you go there, sit down and fellowship with them. Eat. If they give you something to eat, eat what they give you. In essence, bless whatever it is and accept it. Eat it. Fellowship with them. So the, what is the first principle? The first principle is speak blessings over the house. The second principle is fellowship. That works well whether you own your job, you fellowship with your coworkers, because I want you to know you're the pastor of your your your, your job. You you're the marketplace minister. You're the pastor. You're pastoring your coworkers. Your co your co-workers may never know any other pastor but you. They may never go to another church but you. So therefore, you need to realize that you are the pastor of your co-workers. And so therefore, fellowship with them. Speak with them. Talk with them. Build what? Rapport with them. Why? Because fellowship establishes a level of trust allowing our neighbors to share with us their felt needs. Because here's what happens when people fellowship. When people fellowship, they begin to be intimate. They, the barriers are broken down. And what they will start revealing to you is problems and issues and felt needs. Problems and issues and felt needs are opportunities and open doors to minister. If we're going to evangelize, and Jesus says, this is the psychology about evangelism, and when you go to evangelism, just like when you go to sell somebody, you don't go telling them what you want to tell them. You find out what their needs are. When we went to, uh, when I would go into people's homes or if I would go into seminars to talk to them about Kaiser Permanente, uh, I would not go in there telling them, well, Kaiser will do this for you, or Kaiser will do that, or Kaiser will do the other thing. When I would go in and say, oh, Mrs. Jones, I see that you have three children, and I would go to talking to her about her three children or grandchildren or whatever the case is, building rapport. She would love to tell me all about them and this kind of thing. And then I would be like, well, what, what are we here today? And I would ask her questions, probing her. She would begin to tell me what her problems were. Then I would be able to uh address her needs because if if I'm not addressing her needs we're not having intimacy we're not building trust and so what happened is Jesus says if you're going to build trust you need to what 
fellowship with them. You need to sit down and take time. He says, don't go house to house. You stay there. If that person receives you, stay there. If they like you, stay there. And so uh, uh, that's principle number two. Principle number three. Principle number three, and we're moving this morning. Principle number three is take care of their needs. You'll find in uh, verses number nine, uh, verse number nine, he says, uh, and heal the sick. Now, they've obviously expressed to you that there's some sickness or some disease. They've, they, you, you're sitting down or, or whatever way you're fellowshipping with them, you're taking time with them. Because remember, this is completely the opposite of what the disciples did in chapter 9. Chapter 9, they wanted to send the multitudes away. They, were, they, were, they didn't want to be bothered with the folks. In chapter 9, the man brought his son to them who was possessed with a demon. They could not uh, cast it out because, really, they didn't care nothing about that man and that boy. And so Jesus was mad. He was miffed at them. Now, he cast the demon out. He took the time and, and addressed the man's need and, and, and met the need. But they didn't really care. And so he tells them, and the reason why you didn't do it is because you don't believe. And there's a lot of people who who don't believe in ministry or believe in evangelizing, helping other people, yet they love God. You know, it's interesting. People love God, but they don't love people. They love Jesus, but they don't love individuals. They love people. They don't love their neighbor. They don't love their coworkers. They don't love their, mem their family members. God wants us to not only love him, but he wants us to love our brothers and sisters. Because if we're going to transform our cities, it has to be out of a motivation of love. If we're going to go to the highways, the byways, if we're going to reach our coworkers, if we're going to reach our neighbors, if we're going to reach our cities, it's going to be because we genuinely love them. And so verse 9, verse 9 says, and heal the sick that, uh, that uh, are therein and say unto them, the kingdom of God is come nigh to thee, come nigh thee. And, and so he says what in verse 9? To take care of their needs now, because here's what we learn in selling. You don't have the right to proceed to the sale until you uncover the needs. You don't have the right to, to ask for the sale until you know what the needs of your customer is. Jesus is telling us this same kind of method. He's simply saying, go there, bless them fellowship with them, build a rapport with them, build trust with them. After you build trust with them, they trust you now. They're going to uh, become intimate with you. They're going to tell you their problems. They're going to tell you their issues. This is not your time to get in a pity party with them and say, oh, yeah, no, I know it's terrible. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you, sister. Uh, no, this is your time to say, well, listen, let's pray. Your child is in trouble. Let's pray. Your marriage is in trouble. Let's pray. You having financial issues? Let's pray. You having pain in your body? Let's pray. This is your opportunity for you to pray. Now, thank God you bring them to church and all this other kind of stuff, but 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 if we're going to evangelize and personal evangelism, you are the church. And so when you talk to them, it is the church talking to them. And so this is your time to do what? Let's pray. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be no expert prayer. You just, whatever their need is, look, God, I pray 
You you hear my sister here. You hear my brother. I pray for them right now. And then after you pray for them, you you challenge them and say, now, now that I've prayed for you, I want you to come back and tell me what God did. Because what it does is it activates faith in them, but it also gives them a, a responsibility to come back to tell you and to report back to you what has happened. And what happens, you'll find miraculously when you pray, something happens. And they will come back and tell you, you know what you prayed for me? You prayed for my son the other day. You prayed for my, my job the other day. You prayed for my marriage the other day. You prayed for whatever it is that they asked you to pray for or they were concerned about. And often, more times than not, you'll hear them come back with a praise report of something that went well because you prayed. Well, what happened there? You gained them this point. And so Jesus says, do what? In verse 9, he says, take care of their needs. Pray, prayer addresses the felt needs. Prayer uh, with them and pray with them right then and there. And so praying with them also when it says declare unto them the kingdom of God is here at, at hand, um, is something that you need to let them know because now you're saying that I'm I'm coming I'm the I'm the kingdom bearer Jesus says the kingdom of God is within us uh, and so we don't look for the kingdom here there or anywhere the kingdom is with us so you know no the kingdom is here. Jesus is here in essence what you're really saying uh, he's here because he's in me. So uh, that's number three. So number one what was what? Speak peace to them. Speak peace to them. Speak a blessing over their lives. Number two was what? Fellowship with them. Why? Because fellowship establishes a level of trust. Number three was what? Take care of their felt needs. Pray with them. Address the concerns that they have. And then also, then verse uh, number four, the fourth thing that Jesus preached was this, proclaim the good news. We often do the opposite. We preach first and then pray and then expect that, you know, that people will receive. Uh, and in some cases, that is what is needed for that particular moment. But Jesus told them, don't go in there preaching. Don't preach first. And that's the people don't want to hear your preaching until they understand that they that you love them. People are not concerned about your message. They're not concerned about your church. They don't care nothing about what church you belong to. They don't care nothing about any of that. When you're talking to someone, they want to first know that you love them, that you care about them, that you're concerned about their needs. They're concerned about what's going on in their lives. And then, then you preach to them. Then you now have the clearance, Jesus says. Now you have the door. You have the ear. Now you can minister to them. You can heal the sick and whatever else they need, but then you can proclaim the good news. Verse 9, we just read it, but when we introduce to our neighbors uh, the kingdom of God is near unto them, uh, it's, it's near unto them in a tangible way. They will then move forward to salvation and discipline. You got to understand that now they're ready to be saved. They're ready. You know what? After you pray for them, they're going to tell you this. They're going to say, you know what? 
I haven't been to church in a long time. You know what? I need to get my life together. You know what? I know I've been not. I, I've been thinking about it because you got to understand that before you got there, Jesus was already working. The Holy Ghost was already working on them because one planet, one waters, but God gives the increase. So before you ever got there, the fact that you even had fellowship with them was 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 the Holy Spirit leading you to them because it was time for them to come on into the kingdom. And so what you'll find is when you meet their felt needs, they'll then turn around and say, you know what, what church you belong to? Or, or you know what, I want to go to church or I want to be saved. And that's your time to then lead them to Christ right then and there. Why? Because they're ready. The Holy Spirit, you've prepared the way for the Holy Spirit to deal with their hearts. You've prepared the way. Why? How did you prepare the way? You prepared the way by what? Number one, speaking a blessing on them. Amen. You you prepared the way. Why? What? Fellowshipping with them. They, they now have established a, a, a level of trust in you. You prepared the way what? By taking uh, care of their needs. Why? How? By praying for their needs, by being concerned about their needs, by empathizing with them and praying with them about whatever it is that they need. And then uh, then the Holy Ghost is saying, now, now you can preach. Now you can tell them. Now you can minister to them. Now they want to know. Now they, they're open to uh, uh receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. This is one of the greatest texts of evangelism you'll ever find. And so my time is almost out. So let me hasten on to the what part. So he was not only teaching them evangelism, but he was effectively also discipling them in the evangelism process. He was also, what was he doing? He was training them. He was, he was giving them a seminar on how to reach. He said, the harvest is right, but the laborers are few. But before he sent this group out, he didn't just send them out and just say, y'all go on out there and see what you can do. He gave them instructions on how to be effective in evangelism. He gave them instructions on how to be effective in ministry. In essence, this is not just a hapless helter-skelter thing, but there is a and a process that you can learn through Jesus Christ, who's the head of the church. And so what he simply said, Jesus spelled out a detailed outward-faced strategy. A detailed what? Outward-faced, not inward-faced to the church, but outward-faced. What? Go. He said, do what? Go. Then he said, what? Bless. Then he said, fellowship. Then he said, meet needs. And then the last thing is to preach, is to proclaim. The last thing is to proclaim because nobody wants to hear what you want to proclaim until they first trust you, until you first build rapport. I'll conclude with this because he says here in verse 17 of that chapter, we see the results of after he has sent them out, after he's given his seminar, let's see what they said after they came back to him. This is discipleship in itself because when you're discipling people, you not only give them instructions, but you give them assignments. And once you give them assignments, then you want them to report back to you how did it go. So now they're coming back to Jesus, and they're telling him how it went. Verse number 17 says, and the 70 returned again with joy. They did what? 
They return to Jesus with joy. You only return with joy when you have success. So the Bible says, the text says that they return to Jesus with joy, saying what? Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. They saw success. They saw even demon subject. Now, remember in chapter 9, they couldn't cast the demon out of the boy. He only had one demon, but they couldn't cast it out. But in chapter 10, because they followed the formula of Jesus, they said, what? Uh, the, that we, we rejoice that even the devils are subject unto us. Through thy name. Verse 18 says, and he said unto them, what? I beheld Satan as lightning falling from heaven. Isn't that a stark uh, contrast to chapter 9 where they could not cast the devil out of the little boy? But he says, Jesus says, I saw y'all's resorts, your resort. Uh, results, rather. I just say, you know, it is 6 a.m. in the morning. I saw your your results. Uh, I saw your results. And uh, 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 I saw Satan, what, tears down uh, like lightning from heaven. Verse 19 says, behold, I give unto you power. Jesus says, now, I want you to see this. I want you to understand this. I give you authority. Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. All the power of the what? Some of the power of the enemy. You know, I was in uh, this, just, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm on a rabbit trail, but uh, the Holy Ghost prompted this in my mind. I was at Home Depot the other day uh, picking up uh, some light bulbs, some fluorescent light bulbs for my my uh, kitchen. And uh, I had never seen so many Halloween craziness. I had never seen it before in my life. I had to stop and send a video to a friend of mine and said, do you see all of this Halloween? I have never seen so much in Home Depot. And the Home Depot, a place where you go for home improvements and building stuff, they had all kind of goblets and all kind of stuff. Uh, and, and they were big. They had one skeleton. It had to be 10 feet tall. It would be taller than just about your house. And uh, I said, this is crazy that people would be invested in this kind of stuff. But that's what the enemy does. The enemy wants to make himself look big. He wants to make himself look strong. He wants to make himself look scary. But we understand that that uh, the enemy is, is, is nothing. He's a defeated foe. He's defeated. I want to look at every one of you monsters and say, listen, all of y'all defeated. <laughs> Why? Because Jesus gave us the victory over here. Loose here. Loose. Anyway, uh, he says here um, in verse 18, he says, and he said unto him, behold, no, no, verse 19 says, behold, I give unto you power. Jesus has given to every believer. I don't care whether you just got saved yesterday. You just came into the kingdom of God yesterday. He has given you authority. He says, behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And he says what? And nothing shall by any means hurt you. We don't have to worry when we go out to minister to evangelize individuals. We don't have to worry about demon spirits or demon powers or, oh, don't go over there because, you know, it's craziness over there or it's dangerous over there. No, Jesus says, no, I give you power. What? I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. The, those are typologies of demon spirits. 
serpents and scorpions and over all the power. How much of the power? Over all of the power of the enemy, which means that the enemy has none if you got all the power. He says, all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Verse 20 says this, and I'm, this is really truly the last verse here. Uh, well, it's the second to the last verse. It says, notwithstanding uh, in this, rejoice not that the, the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Listen, uh, here's what's most important about everything. It's not just about uh, signs and wonders and, and things that, that happen to other people, but rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Last verse, but this is why I want you to, to see this. Verse 21 says, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, Jesus began to pray. But I just wanted to leave you with that, that A clause of verse 21. He says, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit. What is the contrast of that? In chapter 9, Jesus was angry with the disciples and said, you perverse generation. You, 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 how long am I going to suffer with you? because they were not able to execute what he had wanted them to execute because they didn't care. They didn't, they didn't care about the people. They didn't care about evangelizing. They didn't care about the multitudes. They didn't care about the 5,000 also that was in that chapter 9 to, that, that, uh, to feed. They didn't care about any of that. But in chapter 10, when they brought the 70 in and he gave them instructions and he gave them a seminar and he gave them how to evangelize and to disciple, then they saw tremendous results after following what Jesus says. And the verse 21 opens up with Jesus rejoiced because of what they had done and what had happened. So I submit to you today. Declare victory. We declare that God has called you, every person on this line, uh, to to go and to make disciples. But He has given us a formula, a formula, not just doing what we want to do, but He's given us a formula that worked. We saw in chapter nine, or if you, I suggest that you read all sixty-three verses of chapter nine, you'll see nothing but failure, 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 bad attitudes, failure, not loving, failure, selfishness, and failure, self-centeredness, failure. But in chapter ten, he turns that around and makes the ministry not about them but about the people that they needed to minister to. Uh, let me just leave you with a few, just three things that you can do to, uh, or, or a couple of things that you can do to uh, evangelize. You can adopt your street. Here's a practical thing. You know, some people are not going to go door to door, but you can, you can do it on your job because, remember, you, as I told you, you're the pastor on your job. You don't have to have a license. You don't need somebody to ordain you. You don't necessarily need somebody to lay hands on you. If you're a born-again believer, pastor your job. Pastor your department. Pastor your uh, your area. And I don't mean going in there with a Bible and, and thumping and, and this kind of stuff. You pastor them by loving them. You pastor them by being sweet and kind and helpful. You pastor them by showing them and being the example of what Christ looks like. And then as you do that, then people are going to want to sit around and talk to you. They want to talk to you. And then after what? Well, after you pastor them, then they're going to 
don't want, they, they're going to tell you their needs, and that's not going to be your time to gripe and complain, but this is going to be your time to evangelize them, to pray with them, to pray for them. Well, listen, listen, sister, let me pray for you because I want to make sure that God shows up on your behalf. Uh, so you can adopt your street. You can you can adopt your job. You can uh, do those things. How do you adopt your street? Whatever street you're on, uh, you 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 uh, you can either send your neighbors or drop your neighbors a note in uh, uh, at their homes and say, uh, "We're Mr. and Mrs. Jones on uh, uh, three twenty nine, whatever," and you say, "We're praying for you. We're praying for your success. We're praying for your blessings. We're praying for whatever." Just let let them know we're praying for you. And if you should need any, if you have any prayer requests, you can email us here. You can, whatever way you want to communicate with them, you can email us here. That's a way to let your neighbors know that there's somebody praying. Do you know that people are having problems with people breaking in and they're scared with all of these security systems? People, it, it, it doesn't seem like it's stopping people from coming in. The city of Vallejo, the police said, we ain't coming. So you better have some prayer in that city and in your neighborhood, and so uh, uh, so that's how you 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 evangelize your neighborhood, and so those that are in business or do business, you pastors in the marketplace. So with that said, Father, I thank you for all those that are here on Declare Victory. I pray God that you bless them. I pray God that they've heard something that that's useful, that is practical that they can use in their everyday lives. And I thank you, Father, you've already empowered with them with the Holy Ghost. You already indwell them. You already live in them. You, you, you have even given us the ability to bless. You told us wherever we go, speak peace. Speak what? Not trouble, not foolishness, not craziness, but speak peace wherever we go. Bless them. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that we come to an awareness and an understanding that we have the ability to bless those and that we have patience enough to sit there to to minister to fellowship with those that are in need. And, Father, we thank you that signs and wonders, we thank you that people will be saved, we thank you that lives will be changed and transformed by the ministry that you've empowered us to have. We thank you that we have power even over the enemy. You said, behold, I give you power over the enemy, over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Father, we thank you for that victory. We thank you for what you've done and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. At this time, I'm here for uh, any comments. God bless you. Amen. Awesome share, Pastor Jefferson. Thank you so much for uh, that breakdown. I think uh, hearing it broken down like that probably gave clarity to many, and we thank you. This is our second hosting and greeting. Uh, Of course, because it is Men's Day, if there are any men that are on the line that would like to say good morning to address Pastor Jefferson, now is the time that we do that, and then right after that, if there's anybody that's new that's joined the call, or maybe you're not super new, uh, you just may never have said anything, uh, we will welcome you. And then after that, once those two different topics are addressed, it'll be Ali Ali Oxen Free, and I'll hand it right back to Pastor Jefferson for Love, Life, and Victory. So if there are any men at this time that want to say good morning, now's your time. It's Men's Day. 
Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning, family. Good morning. Anybody else? Hey, good morning, family. Cedric's on the call. Good morning, Cedric. Good morning. Any of the other men want to say good morning? Good morning, Pastor. Minister Andrew Lobdell from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. God bless you. God bless you. Praise God. Good morning. Any additional men want to say good morning? Amen. 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 Is there anyone that's new to the call? You may never have spoken or uh, you were invited to the call today or calling for the first time. You are welcome to say good morning if you like this morning. Amen. Well, that being said, Pastor, I'll, I'll hand it back to you and uh, anybody who wants to say good morning. Maybe you missed the first greeting and you want to say good morning now. Here's your chance. Yeah. Hey, good morning. Good morning. This is Juanita. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Leomi, a great decoration. Thank God. Thank you. Morning. Good morning, Pastor Jefferson and Rochelle. All I can say is put me in the game, Coach. I've been studying that. Great, great, great. <laughs> that oh, my God. I said, woo. Get the notebook. Got it. <laughs> Praise God. Praise great. God. Thank you. Good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning before we go into Love, Life, and Victory? Good morning. This is Minister Colquitt from Georgia. I was invited by my cousin, Lynn Stark. I enjoyed the message, Pastor. Oh, preachers, keep on preaching. I really enjoyed that. Praise God. Thank you so much. Good morning. Amen. Welcome, welcome. And we pray that you come back. We're glad to have you this morning. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Anybody else want to say good morning? And if not, we'll go right into questions, comments, commentary. Anybody have any questions for Pastor Jefferson? Comments, commentary about the share this morning. Good morning, Pastor Jefferson. Good morning, Dion. It's Christina Joy. Uh, This was an absolutely phenomenal share. Um, And you said something that um, reminded me of a comment my supervisor made. You said we are the pastors um, at our job. We are ministers in the marketplace. And I thought that was interesting because a lot of times we think of pastors as being ordained to do a thing, and 
we've been called to do something um, that they do in the church when we are at our at our jobs. And um, a few weeks ago, my supervisor said said to me um, concerning like the name of her her granddaughter, and she was like, "Oh, you supposed to know what Rima means? You the pastor." And I'm like joking with her, you know what I'm saying? Like laughing it off. And then you said, God called you to be the pastor in your job. <laughs> like, well, there's that on that. So I just thank you for, for telling us the truth about what we are supposed to do at our, in the places and the assignments God gives us up in the marketplace. God bless you. Amen. 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 Uh, you, you've been ordained just like they, we have been ordained. You've been ordained by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> That's number one. And number two, the word pastor means shepherd. That just means shepherding someone. And so uh, you're shepherding. Uh, obviously, you're already doing your job because they're already declaring. See, you know what? When you are something, people uh, will confirm it. They'll they'll identify it, and so obviously what that says to me is that you are shepherding uh, the people on your job because that's what they're already designating you as. So wonderful, God bless you, and good morning. Hey, good morning, sir. Good Can morning. You hear me? Yeah. Hey, it's Dee Dee. Wonderful. Wow, I, I'm so grateful that you shared this morning and reminded us to go, go, and you made a. When you talked about how, you know, as believers, some people won't go to certain places, but what if that's where you're signed to go? You know, like mm-hmm. you go to an event and, and they may be playing dominoes and you know us, we play in space. Right. Sometimes sometimes the talk get a little bit much. They got the music going, sipping and doing whatever. That don't mean you can't be there. Because I, I love, right. like that's where I shine the brightest. And so I'm just grateful for how you just broke down how they don't, he didn't say they know you by your judgment or by your right. opinion or by, no, by your love. We got to get them to trust, right? Because me and I always use my grown kids. They've watched me. I can talk 24 <laughs> seven. They'd be like, mama, please. You, your walk ain't matching your talk. So just be the light and be loved. So I thank you, sir. And I'm from Richmond and I go to church in Vallejo. So I understand when you talk about the police. They're not yeah. coming, so they're not coming. They're not. You can have 14 <laughs> people coming. You you just better better know your prayer life is right and do whatever you else got to do. So God bless right. you, sir. Love you. God bless you. Thank you, Dee Dee. You hit the nail on the head. But, yes, they're not coming. Good morning, Pastor Minister Andrew. Good morning. I just wanted, I just wanted to say that it is amazing what happens when the spirit inside as you recognize is another spirit inside of someone who you can't even see. It's pretty much like we can't see Jesus, but we believe in it. So during your whole uh, presentation of the declaration, I felt as if you were talking directly to me and my spirit. And I just want to thank you for that. What a wonderful way to start the weekend. God bless. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you so much. Good morning, Pastor. This is DeWanda. Good morning. Good morning. That was a really great share. Thank you so much. What I'm able to carry away with me is also leaving behind my expectations when the Lord sends out, he gives the instructions, and they were detailed in that scripture. 
and not mm-hmm. to have, let my expectations of others determine how I walk in somewhere. Also, you mentioned about being able to be still, building relationships, crisis relational, so knowing how to sit with people and like he met me in my low places, meet them where they are. Thank you for this morning. God bless you and have a wonderful Friday. God bless you. Thank you so much. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, Pastor. This is uh, Brother Johnson. Um, Christina Joy sounded dreadful about uh, the statement being the pastor at your job. Um, being the shepherd in in all the Jesus times, uh, I understand that term. And when you said it, I just went, mm, Lord. Help. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. I, I, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. And and the fact that it's there 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 are times where you there's there's a complete joy, but then there's times where you have to say, Okay, God, now how are we gonna shepherd through this, how are we gonna lead through this? And this is a place where I really have to depend on you. Um so 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 yep, mm-hmm. Pastors on the job on the job training. Look at that. That's it. Um, thank you so much, sir, for your declaration. You. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Wait, let let me let me laugh real quick. So so nephew, uh, so that ought to run you back a few months. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna be real petty publicly. I love you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just the sound of travail. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna leave you alone. I ain't gonna let the people know. <laughs> but but it's and, and it's it's a place where you and and so this the, it does a, a few things. It, if you understand is on the job training, it also puts you in the place to pray for your pastors, um, pray for your leaders because and I tell the people at the church at my church that I go to, um, I say it like that, um, that (laughs) when you have four personalities and there's 10 of y'all there, the pastor has to go through and make sure that the real you is okay in the process of that with all 10 of y'all and every one of y'all with all 40 of your personalities, and he still has to push through, press through, make sure that he hears a word from God on your behalf and that the place of peace is is prayed for over your life and the position of blessings is prayed for over your life. And you, in, in, in that, I still have to say, God, make sure my heart is right with you toward them. Make sure mm-hmm. I love you and love them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be quiet now. <laughs> well, praise God. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Juanita. Um, I wasn't going to say anything, but this morning, um, the message was so good. And it, it was a reminder to uh, just recently, this week, 
um, I have been um, back and forth talking uh, with another girl by uh, red text messaging her. Um, she lives in Houston. Well, she lives in Texas. She's not in Houston, but um, she um, had some, it's a, you know, some situation that was happening on her job, and she kept texting about, you know, how they were treating her and lying on her and this and that. And so, you know, was trying to give her the word of God, you know, to comfort her in those situations and to just be still. And she did have an incident where I guess she kind of went off or whatever it was, but um, she ended up getting fired from her job. And um, this just happened this week. And, you um you know, and I I did encourage her because she was really, you know, upset and she just like she felt like fighting. And I was like, you know, one of the things is that we have to allow God to do the fighting. You know, we mm-hmm. we don't, you know, physically do anything but pray, you know, about that situation. Pray for the people that you felt that was lying on you cause, and this and that. But, um, you know, right away, she got an offer for another job. And so, awesome. you know, and I let her know that, you know, um, that God is sometimes has to let situations happen to put you in a better position. Because if you probably had known that you should have been leaving that job a long time ago, but when we stay and we, we end up going through some, you know, some trials or some tribulations through that situation. But, um, just to encourage me, yeah, this was just really helpful, and I wish I had got her on this line. I have given her the prayer line before, but um, yeah, I wish I had, she had heard this message. But I am going to ask her to go listen to the playback. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. Good stuff. And anybody else before we get ready to close out this morning? Amen. Amen. Well, if there is no one else, wonderful morning, wonderful series of sharing. This is week number two of evangelism and discipleship. Don't forget that it's a whole new week. Sunday is right around the corner. Extend an invitation for somebody to join you at a Sunday morning worship service if you have a church home. If not, here's a great platform for them to learn of God. Uh, to be taught, to be trained up, to be discipled, to be loosed into the earth, that we would preach the gospel to all that would hear. So with that being said, again, happy Friday to each of you. We'll meet right back here on Monday morning. Dee, is there Friday Night Live tonight? Oh, wow. No, Why we're confirming it. Oh, no. No, no Friday Night Live. Okay. So we'll meet right back here on Monday morning, 6 a.m. sharp. Uh, Glad to have each of you. Thank you all for your participation. Don't forget to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Be the Jesus that somebody needs to see that we would bring light to this dark world. I love you, but I promise he loves you the most. Again, Pastor Jefferson. Yes. Yes. Hey, I was trying to get off mute. I just wanted to say, this is Natasha. I just wanted to say a thank you. To Pastor Jefferson, I really appreciate you. It's been a while since we've had you on the platform, and you dropped, you came back and brought the fire. So thank you so much for your um, service to the call. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
Pastor Jefferson, I'll hand it back to you to close us out. Father, we thank you, God, again, for what you've done this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you've called us to go into all the world and preach your your word. I ask in the name of Jesus, everybody on this call today, that you bless them this day, that whatever they confront, not only this day, but this entire weekend, that you go before them in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, everyone. Hear you guys on Monday. Bye, guys. Have a great day, everyone. God bless you. Yeah, bye. Have a great day. We love you, everybody. Have a good day, girlfriend. Have a good day at work. Be blessed. Amen. Be blessed, sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. Put it down like that. Put it down.